G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation and welcome to episode 95 of the WP Elevation podcast. It's a big one. I'm going to give you details on how you can enter a competition to possibly win a brand new MacBook Air 13-inch valued at $1,200 and the Studio Press Pro Plus all-theme developer pack valued at $400, which of course is the Genesis theme framework and all 38 child themes and any future themes that Studio Press happen to make, and that's valued at $400 US dollars. I'm also going to uh, help you write a $10,000 WordPress proposal and give you information on how you can get my $10,000 proposal template uh, and an example proposal of a $10,000 WordPress website. Plus, we have our feature guest, Naomi C. Bush, who is the developer of the WordPress Stripe plugins that allow you to collect payments from your WordPress website and integrate them into your Stripe account. And in fact, she's also giving away one of three copies of, uh, she, she's giving away three copies of the Gravity Forms Dynamic Population Pro plugin of hers, which is valued at $49. Naomi uh, worked at Stripe for a period of time. She's a WordPress developer. She speaks at WordCamps. We talk about that. We talk about working for the man, plus all those details on those awesome prizes and that competition coming up. Stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, I told you I'm excited this week, and I am because we have got some big changes coming up at WP Elevation. We've completely rebuilt the website. We're actually closed at the moment. We're not accepting any new members. We reopen again on the 2nd of September. Uh, We've completely rebuilt the website. We've rebuilt our entire WP Elevation Blueprint course, which teaches you how to run a WordPress consulting business from start to finish. And uh, we are opening enrollments on the 2nd of September for a week. That's right. We're just opening enrollments for one week uh, to get a batch of students in. What we found is that um, our students benefit most from the course if they go through it with their fellow classmates. So we are now rolling out intakes throughout the year to come in and take the WP Elevation course. And to celebrate, we're running a crazy competition where we are teaching you how to write $10,000 WordPress proposals. We're giving you our template. We're giving you an example proposal to show you how it's done. And we're also giving away a brand new 13-inch MacBook Air and the Studio Press Pro Plus All-Theme Developer Pack. Some crazy prizes and a crazy competition we're running. So get on over to WPElevation.com and sign up for the competition. We'll help you write a $10,000 proposal and you could win some awesome prizes. And I look forward to seeing you all in the next intake of WP Elevation. Uh, As I mentioned, enrolments do open again on the 2nd of September. So keep your eyes on the interwebs for more information. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from the USA, in fact, Atlanta, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, Naomi C. Bush. Is that right, Naomi? That's correct. Awesome. Hey, welcome to the WP Elevation podcast. Thank you. 
Thank you for having me. That's an absolute pleasure. Um, now, before we uh, before we get talking about all things WordPressy and Stripe and entrepreneur and tech geeky stuff, uh, quick co- competition announcement: uh, Naomi is very very kindly giving away three copies of her Gravity Forms Dynamic Population Pro plugin, which uh, I've been checking out um, actually, and is pretty neat. It's valued at forty nine dollars, and what it allows you to do is to automatically populate fields in a Gravity Form. Uh, so, for example, if you are getting an insurance quote and you select the car as an Audi, then the model and the trim will automatically pre-populate based on what you're selecting in the other fields. So that is very neat indeed. Um, and uh, that is valued, as I said, at $49. And we're giving away, well, Naomi is giving away three copies of that. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Hey, Naomi C. Bush, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, you know, I think um, I started out wanting to be a teacher, you know, a doctor. You kind of go through all of the uh, the different things that kids go through. Um, but I did know that I always wanted to be some kind of business owner uh, just because that's what I grew up around. Ah, so there were, there were business owners in your family, were there? Definitely. None of them were full time, you know, but they all had, um, you know, businesses on the side. And so I was really attracted to, uh, you know, being able to make my own money. So what? Yeah. So is that what? Is that was that the attraction? Like not being beholden to someone else to generate your own income? Uh, I think it wasn't so much uh, being beholden to someone else, but just the freedom mm. uh, to create whatever I wanted to see in the world. Mm. Nice. And um, so, did you do any teaching, or did you pursue medical school at all? Uh, I did not pursue medical school. Um, I learned I don't like blood. Um, (laughs) um, But what happened was I was introduced to the computer and then that just kind of took over everything. Um, You know, all of my hours, my waking time was, uh, you know, spent on the computer. I have done some teaching. I taught at a local university. Uh, for a few years. And um, I still do some, you know, a little teaching now. I teach some WordPress classes. Nice. And I'm just imagining how that introduction went. Was somebody standing there saying, Naomi, this is the computer, the computer, this is Naomi. (laughs) You know, it was it was really great. You know, there was a gentleman who worked for um, one of the large uh, technology companies in New Jersey, which is where I'm from, you know, and and they get money. for you know volunteering at uh, local schools and so you know he came in and there was this you know old box computer <laughs> and um you know once he showed us how to use basic you know i was hooked oh, wow what what was it about it that hooked you in uh again i think uh you know that whole act of creation you know here it is um you know i can tell this thing what to do and it will do exactly <laughs> what I tell it to do and I can tell it to do anything I can think of most of the time it will do what you tell it to do (laughs) (laughs) correct uh excellent um do you so do you remember the first do you remember when you first discovered the internet absolutely absolutely um I was involved in a um in a local uh, technology uh, group for kids. And, um, you know, of course that was, you know, kind of my life. And so one of the uh, volunteers there, uh, it was in 1996, <laughs> um, you know, and he was it 1996. I might have that date wrong. It might, it might've been a little bit before that, but anyway, he, um, they taught us how to build web pages and, um, cause, because that's what they were back then. And, um, 
I entered it into a web page contest, and that's actually how I won my first computer. Wow, <laughs> that's cool. What what was the web page on? Was it on a was it on a particular subject? Uh, yeah, it was uh, summer. It was to aggregate um, and provide a resource list of uh, summer opportunities for kids in my area. Nice. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? You know, actually, I do. I do. And uh, I'm trying to remember, it was uh, it was in 2005, so it was still like one point, wow. one point something. That's yeah. early. That's much <laughs> earlier than most people. Most people remember about 2008, and it was like 2.7 back then. Uh, yeah. I haven't yeah. had many people remember it prior to version 2. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, um, you know, and it's funny because... Um, you know, when I was in school, most people, they used movable type. Mm -hmm. um, and then there were a few like me, um, you know, who used LiveJournal and Zanga. You know, and that's when it was still, you know, largely about blogging. Mm. And uh, what, what, what were you first using WordPress for? Was it, to, was it for your own blog or were you doing, uh, doing stuff for clients? Well, yeah, it was for a blog for a nonprofit. You know, I had bu been building sites, um, you know, ever since... You know, I won that web page contest, and so you know that's kind of what I was known for. Hey, Naomi will build a site for you, you know. And I'm very much a minimalist, you know, and so I I didn't even you know really use Dreamweaver or anything. It was all Notepad. Wow, excellent, <laughs> excellent. I uh, it's funny. I built my first content management system using Notepad Plus. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, like before I discovered WordPress and I learned how to write PHP and MySQL and HTML and CSS and I built this really clunky content management system that was horrible, but it worked. You uploaded an image, <laughs> you logged in and uploaded an image in the back end and then it would appear on the front end if you weren't logged in and I thought that was genius. And nice. Then, you know, like two weeks later I discovered WordPress and I was like, oh my Lord, there's so much functionality in here that I can't possibly replicate. And it was uh, a complete, um, you know, it's like the, the, the clouds parted. And uh, I, I saw the light. Uh, how do you describe what you do today in one sentence? When you meet someone for the first time and they say, hey, Naomi, what do you do? What's your elevator pitch? Um, I mean, very basically, uh, you know, I build and sell software. Um, nice. <laughs> you know, and then I get the question, well, you know, what kind of software? You know, and so that's when I kind of go into, um, you know, what I do with WordPress and, you know, Gravity Forms and Stripe. And so your sweet spot is, for those that don't know, your sweet spot is, uh, yeah, and we'll talk about, we'll talk more about this uh, in, in, in a little while, but your sweet spot really is um, getting, uh, getting WordPress gravity forms and Stripe to play nice, yeah? Yes, yes. Cool. Um, so what do you actually spend most of your time doing uh, apart from, you know, I imagine that you're spending a fair bit of time coding. Uh, are you doing, is, is there other parts to your work? Now, so, and just to, just to be clear, are, you, are you, you working at Stripe or are you freelancing? No, no. I uh, I used to work at Stripe, uh -huh. and uh, so now I'm on my own. Cool. Um, so what do you spend most of your time doing day to day? Um, you know, other than coding, you know, as you said, um, you know, the majority of my time is spent talking to customers. You know, I'm still very hands-on uh, in terms of support, you know, and really um, that's kind of what pushes my products, you know, is talking to customers. And, you know, I remember when, um, you know, my first plugin came out, uh, Gravity Forms plus Stripe, you know, I, um, I was actually reluctant to uh, move outside of, you know, what people, 
you know, generally thought, you know, a simple gravity forms payment add on should be. But, you know, I had so many customers that kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing, you know, and uh, finally I said, okay, you know, I need to listen to you guys. This is what you're asking for. And so, you know, let's see how we can um, how we can make this happen. So talking to customers is really important to me. I want to talk a little bit more about uh, going into the premium uh, plug-in space. We'll talk a little bit more about that uh, shortly. But before we get there, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night about the business? Um, I think the one thing um, is just making sure that I am carving out enough time to work on the business. You know, you hear that a lot, Um, you know, and not get sucked into, um, you know, the day-to-day grind of, uh, you know, coding you know with my head down Mm. um you know but not coming up and you know making sure that you know you know taking care of everything else that goes into running a business and how how do you know uh I'm, i'm always fascinated how entrepreneurs know what it is they're supposed to be doing next like do you find yourself you know sitting at the computer wondering what the best use of your time is right now (laughs) <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I can't say I do. Uh you know there's 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 always something to do and um you know I, I do know that you know some people have that issue but I, you know I can't really say um that I I'm ever I'm ever like okay what do I need to do next? <laughs> there's always a list and you know I kind of pick the pick the uh the next thing on the list and you know, and keep going. So, so how do you know? I guess the I guess the question is, how do you know what to pick from that list? Do you pick the thing that appeals to you, or do you pick the thing that is going to add the most value to the business, or the thing that is most urgent? Um, you know, I wish I could say I had that uh, perfectly. I, the answer that I want to give is, you know, <laughs> yes, I pick what's going to <laughs> give the best value. But you know, that's not that's not entirely true. You know, sometimes there are urgent issues that come up. Um, you know, that I have to handle those next, even though, you know, I may want to work on something. For example, my website. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that website. <laughs> oh boy. You know, that that's that's an example, you know, something that's, you know, a little more urgent to me and um you know, something that, you know, I'm not sure about the value of it. <laughs> yeah. Um but, you know, talking to my customers, making sure that I'm handling support, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, the bugs get fixed and things like that. So Sure. Um what do you what do you do when you're not working? How do you stay balanced and, and keep your head together? <laughs> well, you know, I would say maybe a little over two years ago, that would have been difficult, but I have a, um, I have a two-year-old now. And mm. so, <laughs> you know, I don't really have the opportunity to not <laughs> stay balanced. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't need my alarm. He is my alarm. Uh, so, you know, spending time with my family, you know, they're absolutely the most important thing to me. And um, yeah. also I love, I love spending time with them. Awesome. Um, and uh, kind of final question in this introductory session, just kind of setting the scene for where you're at at the moment. If there, if there was one thing, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing in your business right now, what would it be? Um, I think the one thing would be me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, um, you know, just uh, getting getting caught in the temptation to you know try to do everything. You know, sometimes I tell this story, but I actually got started um, coding WordPress plugins because I hired some people um, to code some plugins for me and they flaked out on me. Uh And so I said, well, 
<laughs> I guess I'll have to do it myself if I want it. And so that's kind of that's kind of how I got started. You know, I never wanted to be a programmer, but here I am. <laughs> how did you? Uh, so a uh, nice segue into the question I've just written down here. Why Stripe? Like, why did you first write a plugin? What What was the need? Was it for your own purposes, or was it for a client project? You know, it was actually for a client project, and. Um, you know, we had been using PayPal, but the PayPal flow, uh, you know, kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. And you know, we had some some people. It was uh, it for bo- a membership it, org. It bothers it, it bothers everyone, Naomi. PayPal bothers <laughs> everyone. It's you're not alone there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and so I had heard of Stripe, but you know, I had never really, you know, figured out what a good use of it would be. And so, um, when we were doing a um, a revamp of this organization's website, I said, you know what, Stripe would be perfect. So, you know, I asked the Gravity Forms guys if they would, um, you know, if they would build it. And they said, well, we know about it, but, you know, not right now. Um, you know, we'll get to it when we get to it. And so I needed it right then. And so I said, okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to build this. And, you know, and so I built it. Um, for the for the organization and I said you know I just posted I said you know maybe it might be helpful to someone else and so just kind of put it out there and um, you know it was on the WordPress repository and um, someone actually donated (laughs) and paid me and encouraged other people said hey this is great you know let's help her keep this going and you know I tell the story I said what is it three years later (laughs) people are still donating (laughs) <laughs> mm. uh, it's it's. I really want to talk about the um, the transition to uh, premium in in a little while. Um, so so I'm curious when you first put so so you built this plugin for yourself or for a client project. Wh- why did you then put it up in the repository? Was it because you were because you were curious to see if you could get any traction, or was it just because some people had asked you to share it? What was the motivation for putting it up in the WordPress repository? And the reason I ask is because when you put something, when you build a, a plugin for a client project, you can just support that one client. But when you build something and put it up in the WordPress plugin repository, all of a sudden you kind of, you know, even though you don't have to support it because it's a free plugin you you kind of feel obliged to support people who are downloading your plugin if something goes wrong and that creates a lot of headache and a lot of overhead so what was the motivation behind you putting it up in the repository in the first place um you know i just i was curious uh i had never put a plugin up and i wanted to you know i wanted to start uh building plugins you know building a uh a plugin portfolio you know and it was put up as a you know a works for me <laughs> um mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm not really providing you know i'm not providing support you know i knew i wasn't going to do that you know i had been around wordpress enough <laughs> <laughs> um you know to see people get stuck in that um you know, on that trap of, you know, working for free, feeling like they have to provide support. So, you know, it was a, hey, I'll put it up there. And honestly, I, you know, I didn't really expect anybody to, um, you know, to want it or to use it, um, you know, but. <laughs> they did. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Um, and, and so Gravity Forms plus Stripe uh, at saying in the WordPress plugin repository at the moment, you've got more than 3,000 active installs. At what point did you realize that, that you had something here and that you were going to make a premium? And, and so from what, I'm, what I understand is that, you, is that the plugin is free and you buy support. Is that the model? Is that the way it works? 
Um, so the the basic functionality, which is uh, just making a one time payment, mm-hmm. um, you know that's free. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you need support, you buy support. But mm-hmm. then if you want um, if you want more, you know there are a lot more uh, Stripe features, you mm-hmm. know such as coupons and subscription payments. Um, and so I've I've placed all of those uh, into a um, you know into an additional extension that you can purchase. Gotcha. And so what was, at what point did you realize that there was enough of a market and enough of a demand to start selling a premium plugin? I think the one thing was, um, you know, everybody wanted subscriptions. That was one thing that was, you know, very popular. Mm. Um, and so, you know, again, when people kept donating, when... <laughs> People were donating without me even asking. I remember, and this is this is a funny story. Um, somebody had posted on the repository that, uh, you know, and it was untrue, but they had posted on the on the WordPress forums that you could only get um, that you could only get a certain copy of the plugin if you paid for it. Like there was some kind of issue, and they said you can only get the fix if you pay for it, which is you know completely untrue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a gentleman by the name of Chris Lemma emailed me mm-hmm. saying, hey, I read that, um, you know, if I pay you, um, you know, you'll give me this. And, you know, he just sent me a payment. And I'm like, huh? I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, come to find out later. Yeah, it was the Chris Lemma, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I actually met him uh, at a conference. But, you know, when people were just kind of sending me money like here, take my money, please. <laughs> I think that's when I realized, okay, <laughs> you keep sending me money, you know, I'll keep working on the plug-in and, you know, I'll, I'll keep it going. So, oh, you got to love Chris Lemmer. He's good like that. He's such a valuable part of the WordPress community. In fact, I, I think, I, I don't know whether it was you, but I remember he's tweeted something in the past about how he has paid a plugin developer to produce and to develop a particular feature that he wanted in that plugin. And uh, I love, you know, that we, we have this conversation a lot in the WordPress space that so many people expect everything for free in the WordPress space. And I, I partially blame the plugin repository for that mindset. And it's really refreshing when someone like Chris Lemmer comes along and he's like, hey, man, if you want some value, you're going to have to part with cash. And he's the first one to put his money where his mouth is. So got to love Chris Lemmer for that. Um, so... So then the so so you start off with uh, you start off with this free plugin and then you're selling support and then you build some other features into the into more stripe which is the the premium version of the plugin and then I'm, and I'm looking at gravityplus.pro now which is a website that has you know seven or eight uh, uh, different add-ons for gravity forms which are which are um, I'm assuming are all premium plugins at what point did you decide okay I know a little bit about stripe I know a little bit about gravity forms now because I've built this gravity forms and stripe extension it seems to me like you've doubled down your efforts on gravity forms and you've kind of become an expert at building extensions for gravity forms well, yeah, um, you know, from working on the Stripe plugin, you know, I was spending time in Gravity Forms, you know, every day, um, you know, intimately, you know, getting to know the code base. And so I would have customers start asking me uh, general Gravity Forms questions. And then from there, it's like, well, hey, you know, can you do this? You know, can we pay you to add this feature to the plugin? And then it became, well, can we pay you to add this to Gravity Forms, you know, to build this for us? And so that's kind of how it uh how it progressed um 
actually most of the um, most of the add-ons that are listed there most of those were sponsored uh, by customers saying hey can you build this for me wow nice um were, were you were you nervous <laughs> we had this conversation all the time about premium plugins in internally here were you nervous about support were you, were you like uh if i keep making these plugins i'm just gonna get overwhelmed with support tickets um no no i wasn't and i think that's because i knew right away that i was going to charge um you know that i was going to have uh you know certain support hours Mm. um you know again having been around wordpress for a while and seeing um you know seeing you know some of the some of the negative things you know that can happen to people who you know, kind of invested their life without, you know, ever receiving any compensation. Mm. You know, I knew that that wasn't the way that I wanted to go, you know, so I knew to charge, you know, and not, you know, and not feel bad for it either, you know, and I think three years later, you know, I hardly get anyone asking me for free support. You know, there'll always be one or two, you know, that, that want to feel entitled, but, um, you know, I just realized that, you know, I'm, I'm in control of my time and I can, you know, choose that I don't want to work for free. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I hope I hope everyone listening is paying attention. You don't have to work for free. It's a choice. <laughs> uh, um, okay, awesome. So then how, how, did, how, did the, uh, how did the Stripe job come about and how long were you, were you at Stripe? Because I think when we got you on this podcast, someone suggested – I'm actually going to look this up in Trello. Somebody – uh, you know, on our podcast, we ask, who would you like me to interview next and why? And somebody suggested you. And at that point, I think you were working at Stripe. So how did that relationship come about? Was it because of the plugin that you'd built? Um, you know, it was partly um, because of the plugin. And uh, because of the plugin, I would, um, back when uh, Stripe first started out, they had this uh, campfire chat room. Um, that was, you know, primarily for developers, you know, and I would hang out in there, ask questions, answer questions. You know, I got to know, um, you know, I got to know some of the uh, some of the Stripe developers. And, um, you know, then one day I got an email from John Collison saying, hey, you know, <laughs> would you like to um, would you like to uh, consider working for us? And so that's kind of how that how that came about. And uh, I've, I've just checked here. It was Zoe Rooney actually suggested that we get you on the podcast. So thank you very much to Zoe Rooney for that. Yes, thank uh, you, Zoe. <laughs> how, how do you know? How do you know Zoe? Zoe was actually one of my plugin customers. Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh, it's a tight knit community, isn't it? Um, uh, so, what was your job at Stripe? Uh, I was a support engineer at Stripe, mm-hmm. and uh, basically what we did was we um, we helped customers with their in, with their Stripe integrations, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, the support uh, team was responsible for building tools uh, to um, you know to support that that aim. And uh, how how long were you with Stripe? I was with Stripe for. I want to say it was was it a year? I think yeah, I think it was a year. And uh, what was the motivation for for going back out and freelancing? Well, I had I um I'd had my son, mm-hmm. and um, you know I wanted to do more 
um, I wanted to do more work with WordPress and Stripe. And so, you know, if you know, in the larger development community, WordPress is kind of <laughs> uh, the, um, you know, the the ugly stepchild nobody yeah, wants to right. uh nobody wants to acknowledge yeah 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 uh you know and so you know there was a lot of opportunity and you know wordpress was you know my first love um and so that's you know i i talked with them and um you know we i for me it, you know it would be best um you know just to pursue those on my own so yeah. that's what i did why do you think that is why is wordpress because the first time I remember the first time I went to San Francisco, I was pretty naive. This is a few years ago, maybe three years ago. And I was at a Hacker News meetup that one of my buddies, um, Ned Dwyer, who, who recently uh, from Tweaky, who then became Elto, and they recently got acquired by GoDaddy. Um, he, he was in San Francisco and he said, hey, man, come out to this Hacker News meetup. And I went, okay, cool. And I went out there and we're both sitting there talking about WordPress and everyone else is like, as soon as you mention WordPress, I'm looking and they kind of screw their nose up. And they're like, why would you play with WordPress? That's like, you know, it's like Lego for, you know, web developers. Why is that? Why do you think, which, you know, why do you think WordPress has that kind of um, that? Like, why do you think it's perceived as the ugly, the ugly stepchild by the the broader development community? Um, I don't know, <laughs> honestly. Uh, but you know, I think WordPress it does have because of its commitment to backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, you know, it carries a lot of legacy code with it, and you know, some people look down on that. So. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, uh, you know, I remember when Ruby on Rails was kind of the cool thing and then by the time I was in San Francisco, everyone was talking about Node.js <laughs> and, you know, all of a sudden Ruby wasn't cool anymore. <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on, really? <laughs> uh, hey, um, so apart from developing WordPress uh, plugins for uh, Gravity Forms and Stripe, you also speak quite a bit at WordCamps. Yeah, you know, I, I try to speak at um, at my local work camp here, um, you know, just to give back. Um, and then also I organize a, uh, a WordPress developer meetup uh, here locally every month. And, um, you know, so I try to do little things uh, to give back because WordPress, you know, has been it's been very good for me. So you um, your your uh, talk at WordCamp Atlanta, I think it was. Um, and I'm, I'm going back a couple of years here in 2013, um, ah. getting this off your website. Got amazing. Uh, the, the Twitter sphere went off and everyone was talking about how, how much of a great storyteller you are. So I'm so, very selfishly now going to pick your brains. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think makes an interesting or an engaging, and I haven't seen the presentation, so I'm a bit naive. What is it do you okay. think makes a good presentation or a good story? And, and was it a, is it a conscious thing that you do is to try and weave story into your talks? Um, I can't say it, it really is, you know, I don't really consider myself a good storyteller, but, you know, I think everybody has a story, mm. <laughs> you know, we all have experiences and, you know, coming from such a, um, I would say an interesting, uh, interesting field, you know, where, you know, I think the one thing that, um, you know, nobody can, nobody can deny your story, you know, and so those are things that, you know, you can share your experience and, you know, that's it, you know, 
I think sometimes, you know, when you're giving talks, you know, people want to argue semantics or, you know, well, no, that's not really true. You should do it this way. And, you know, I try to stay out of that and just uh, just share my experience. And, you know, hopefully you can you can learn something from that and you can take something from that. It's really interesting because the, the it's the one thing that people can't argue with you about is your story <laughs> because it's, <laughs> it's your story, right? <laughs> so it is it is really the the one truly unique thing that you have over over everyone else. Correct, correct. <laughs> do you, what 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 do you suggest to people who I know a, I know a ton of WordPress freelancers and developers and consultants who would love to speak at a WordCamp, but for some reason it just freaks them out and they're really kind of intimidated by the whole process or the whole concept of getting up and speaking in front of other people. I actually think a WordCamp is a perfect place to start your kind of journey into speaking because it's a really safe environment and everyone's so, you know, supportive and and um, forgiving. What what Have you got any advice to, to newcomers who want to speak at a WordCamp but for some reason just can't get over their fear of public speaking? Sure. Um, I would say start out at your local WordPress meetup. Um, that's a really, really safe place uh, to get started and, um, you know, practice there and just take one thing that you know very well. I think a lot of times people think that, oh, you know, I have to know more than everybody else, but I mean, that will never be true. Uh, you'll never know more than everybody else, but as long as there's one thing that you know that, you know, someone else doesn't, you know, then that's where you can help someone or again, you know, just sharing your experience. Uh, so, you know, go to your local WordPress meetup and say, hey, you know, I'd like to, you know, get some practice. You know, can I speak on this topic and start there? That's really good advice. And um, for those who are now, and where is where is Gwinnett? That is the WordPress uh, meetup that you organize. Is that right? Yes, correct. And so Gwinnett is, is near Atlanta. Is that right? It is. Uh, it's about... Um, it was about maybe 15 miles uh, from uh, from downtown Atlanta. Uh, it's not terribly far, but with the traffic, it makes it <laughs> very <laughs> difficult uh, during uh, during peak hours to uh, to get down there. And so that's that was kind of my motivation for starting the meetup was because I knew I was not going to drive uh, downtown. Nice. Well, anyone who is anywhere near Gwinnett listening to this, feel free to get in touch with Naomi and hit her up for a speaking spot at the next meetup. I've just dropped you in the hot seat there. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Please feel free. A couple of other things I want to touch on. Um, So, so you moved to, to the premium plugin um, uh, kind of ecosystem and, you know, there's always lots of chatter in the WordPress space about premium plugins, and there's lots of more chatter these days, given the fact that Automatic have just acquired uh, Woo themes and commerce <laughs> and all its glory. What's your take on the whole premium plugin ecosphere? If there was one thing you could fix about the premium plugin space in WordPress, what would it be? Um, I mean, this is very idealistic. Uh, get rid of the bad actors. <laughs> <laughs> So the people who give everybody else a bad name, you know, I, I can, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I get someone coming to me and, you know, they, you know, respond poorly to me based on their experience with another premium plugin developer, mm. you know, and then after we talk about it for a while, you know, they apologize and say, you know, hey, um, you know, I had this bad experience, um, you know, because that's one thing that I try to uh, maintain is a level of respect, Um you know, dealing with each other, you know, that customer, um, that customer interaction, that it always be respectful. You know, if not, then we can, you know, go our separate ways. Mm. 
Um, yeah, it is. It's a very, it's a very interesting and complicated space. The uh, the WordPress plugin system, the whole ecosystem, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years, given the uh, the automatic acquisition of Woo, because I think that's going to change things. So it's be really interesting to see uh, how that plays out. Hey, why why from New Jersey? Why are you in Atlanta? <laughs> what what took you to Atlanta? So I met some friends in college uh, while I was in while I was uh, I went to college in Delaware. And I uh, met some friends, and they were from Atlanta. And so I said, okay, what am I going to do after graduation? So I said, you know, I'll move to Atlanta for uh, for a couple of years. That should be fun. Um, and then I met my husband, and here I am. Wow. What is it, 10 years later? Cool. <laughs> I'm still here. Nice. <laughs> awesome. I should put you in touch with um, Brad Morrison from GoWP. I don't know if you know Brad at all, but uh, they've got a no, WordPress uh, WordPress support business that's uh, run um, out of Atlanta. He was living just outside Atlanta, and he's now just recently, in the last couple of weeks, moved into uh, downtown Atlanta. So I should uh, connect you guys because I know that they're uh, very active in the in the WordPress space. So you guys should definitely cross paths. Nice. Hey, um, Thank you. We should do the uh, the Elevation round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business coaching program for WordPress consultants. So I'm going to ask Naomi a series of quick questions and hopefully she's going to give us a series of quick answers off the top of her head. And then we'll announce the competition uh, where you can enter the draw to pick up one of three copies of Naomi's Gravity Forms Dynamic Population Pro plugin valued at $49. So stick around for that. All right, the Elevation round. What is the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? Um, hmm, boundaries. Mm, I like it. <laughs> what is the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Um, build a plugin and make it available for free. Yeah, yeah, that's good. How do you stop competing on price? Uh, specialization. Yes. Any tips on writing better proposals? Um, hmm, I think for me, uh, again, specialization really helps and I'm very specific and I'm very clear on, like, I know what my sweet spot is. And so that's, that's what I stick to. Nice. Um, you know, so, yeah. Do you have a favorite tool that you use for CRM? Um, Trello oh, yeah. is, um pretty much my uh, you know my go-to tool but uh, I was actually just introduced to streak oh, uh, again yeah. I'm I'm a I'm a minimalist person uh, you know so I don't like lots of lots of software kind of in the way of of my workflow uh -huh. I like to define things myself so streak is uh, is like the CRM that sits in your Gmail account right Correct. Yeah, that's right. I used that for a while, actually. I, I, I quite liked Streak. I'll, uh, we'll make sure we put a, a, a link to Trello and Streak in the show notes here. Uh, what is the best way to keep a project and a client on track, do you think? Uh, again, um, you know, I know, know what your sweet spot is. Know where you work best and stick to those projects, which are very specific. Um, so I think that's really the, otherwise things just kind of balloon, you know, and some people, they work well uh, with those, you know, kinds of open ended things. But for me, I'm very specific. This is what I will do. And, you know, that's that's what I stick to. Cool. I like it. Yeah, I, I really agree with that wholeheartedly. And uh, it takes practice and confidence to be able to say no to things that, you know, that you're just not going to do a good job at. 
Yes, yes. It, I would have to say it took me 10 years to, <laughs> to get here, 10 years of, of failure. Excellent. <laughs> Any ideas for getting referrals from existing clients? <clears throat> um, I mean, first of all, you have to do a great job. Mm -hmm. um, and second, ask. I think that's the one thing people don't do mm. is ask. Yep. Nothing trumps quality work, does it? <laughs> <laughs> What is the number one thing? Final question in the elevation round. What's the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Specialize. Yeah. And, you know, there's a reason I keep saying that, and that's because um, people are scared of specialization. But yeah. there's actually, there's, there's nothing to be scared of. Like you said, that's where you kind of come away from competing on price, um, you know, kind of the, the bad clients. You have a very specific specialty, and that's what you do, and that's what you stick to, and so that's what you're known for. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. It's that fear of missing out that holds people back from specialising. And uh, I can promise you all, speaking from experience, there is nothing to miss out on. Um, so switch that mindset and specialise. Um, hey, just before we announce the competition, what is Press Pro Plus? Press Plus. <laughs> press Plus. Press Plus. Sorry, yeah. Press Plus Pro. What is Press Plus Pro? So... Uh, as you can see, my, my specialty is gravity forms, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I kept getting <laughs> requests to do things outside of gravity forms, uh, but with Stripe. And so my main domain was gravityplus.pro. And so I said, well, anything that I do that's not gravity forms, I'll put it under press plus. Uh, and so there's a, um, I have a formidable uh, Stripe plugin uh, that I just released earlier this year um, because I, it's funny, I had some customers of my Gravity Form Stripe plugin say, hey, will you release this for Formidable mm. as well? So I said, okay, you know, because they use both uh, form builders. Um, and then also, I have an easy digital downloads uh, Stripe Marketplace plugin. Mm -hmm. And what that does is uh, it brings uh, the power of Stripe Connect to um, to easy digital downloads. And basically, that's uh, where you have... Uh, you know, multiple vendors and the payment is split between the vendor and the site owner, um, you know, when a product is purchased. So it's, it's a really neat tool that Stripe has for enabling multi-vendor marketplaces. Got it. Cool. Well, I'll put a link to Press Plus Pro in the show notes along with all the other links that we've spoken about here um, and uh, which is a nice segue into our competition the uh, uh, Naomi has very kindly offered to give away three copies of the Gravity Forms Dynamic Population Pro plugin, which is a very neat plugin indeed. It's valued at $49, so there are three copies up for grab. And the number one thing that you would like to know, Naomi, from our audience is what is the one thing that drives you absolutely crazy about Gravity Forms? Now, I know that you might be tempted to put lots of things in your answer, but. Uh, uh, Naomi believes that if you give, <laughs> if we give you focus, <laughs> that you'll actually just commit and give us the, <laughs> the one thing that drives you absolutely crazy about gravity forms. Uh, so head to wpelevation.com slash Naomi C. Bush. That is N-A-O-M-I-C-B-U-S-H. No spaces uh, or hyphens or hieroglyphics or tildes or any other weird symbols. Um, all one word, all lowercase. wpelevation.com slash Naomi C. Bush. And leave a comment underneath the podcast and tell Naomi the number one thing that drives you absolutely crazy about gravity forms. And I'll get Naomi to swing by in a couple of weeks and award those three copies of the plug-in. Sound good? Awesome. Uh, okay, 
what is the future for, where, where do you think you're going to be in 12 months' time? What does the future hold for you and what you're doing with Gravity Forms and Stripe? Um, you know, that's, that's a really good question. You know, someone asked me that recently and I realized that, you know, I'm not really great at predicting the future. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not, I, I never would have thought that I would be here. <laughs> mm. um, you know, developing, you know, these Gravity Forms plugins. Um, but, you know, in a year time, you know, I just, in a year's time, I just, you know, wish to have a, a healthy, um, healthy, thriving business, you know, that meets, um, you know, that meets customers needs. Mm. So, mm. you know, I, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, I'm not, I'm not so bound to WordPress because I mean, technology moves so fast. I mean, three mm. months ago, five months ago, you know, if you weren't an insider, who would have thought that automatic would have bought WooCommerce? Yeah. You know, so things change so very quickly. Mm. Yeah, they sure do. And it'll be very interesting to see where we all are in uh, in two or three years' time. Um, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the WP Elevation podcast. Just before I let you go, what is the number one piece of advice you would give any entrepreneur trying to build their own business? Have boundaries. Um, you know, that's personal boundaries. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, people... I guess it's glamorized and glorified, you know, that you kind of work yourself to death, (laughs) (laughs) you know, trying to build a business, um, you know, but understand what's important to you. Um, I lost someone very close to me, um, at the end of last year, you know, and while I was kind of in the hospital room, you know, I hate to say it this way, but, you know, waiting for the person to die, you know, Mm. that whole year I had spent so much time working and it all just kind of came to me what was really important Mm. um you know and so understand what your personal boundaries will be um and also understand uh in business you know what are your boundaries going to be you know what are your values what are you going to stand for what are you going to be known for um but you know boundaries are, are very important it's a, such great advice, and it's it's an all too common story, isn't it? That um, it's only it's only when it's too late that we realise what's important, and uh, I think that's very good advice for all of us. So uh, thank you for for sharing that story with us. Um, so you can reach out to Naomi on Twitter at uh, Naomi C Bush. It's probably the best place to uh, to get hold of Naomi on Twitter. Leave her some feedback and thank her for being on the podcast. And finally, Naomi, who would you like me to try and interview, and why? Hmm. That is, that's a very good question. Um, I would say, um, Daniel Espinoza. Oh, yes. Nice. (laughs) I like Daniel. I actually, uh, hung out with, uh, Daniel in, um, in, uh, WordCamp Europe. Okay. He was, uh, is he still with Woo? Uh, no, no, right. he's uh, he's actually on his own now, and um, you know you asked why uh, he's you know very successful uh, freelancer as well as uh, product developer. He has his own shop now, uh, selling WooCommerce and Easy Digital Downloads uh, plugins. Ah. So um, you know I think he would be a great uh, a great person to interview. Yes, 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 yes. Cool. All right. Well. Um Daniel Espinoza, I'm coming to get you courtesy of Naomi C. Bush, so keep your eyes on your inbox. Uh, He describes himself as a digital tent maker and web developer. (laughs) 
That's awesome. I'm going to learn more about that. Uh, fabulous. Well, thank you very much for spending some time with us on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I know our audience do as well. And uh, I wish you all the best for the future, and please keep in touch. All right. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Naomi. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the podcast and getting to know Naomi Seabush as much as I did. Uh, remember to leave that comment underneath the video and you could win one of those three Gravity Forms Dynamic Population Pro plugins valued at $49 courtesy of Naomi. Uh, the links and the show notes and everything related to this episode will be at wpelevation.com slash Naomi Seabush, N-A-O-M-I-C-B-U-S-H. Uh, so get on over there and get all the links and the resources and uh, and leave a comment underneath the uh, episode to enter that competition. And, of course, just visit the homepage, wpelevation.com, and uh, sign up for our crazy competition where we're helping you write a $10,000 WordPress website proposal. We're giving you our template. We're giving you an example and an awesome video, free video training to help you write that $10,000 proposal. And we're also giving away some prizes, namely a brand-new 13-inch MacBook Air. Wow, hello. A brand-new 13-inch MacBook Air valued at $1,200 and the Studio Press Pro Plus All-Theme Developer Pack. Say that three times quickly. Uh, valued at $400, which of course is the Genesis theme framework and all of their child themes uh, that they've made and any child theme they make in the future. So make sure you get on over to wpelevation.com and enter that competition. I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. I look forward to seeing you next week. And uh, I do believe that next week on the episode, we have the lovely Rebecca Gill from Web Savvy Marketing. I'm really looking forward to bringing that episode to you. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. Go Elevate.